Have you ever turned on a podcast in a public place and started listening, only for the three dumb hosts to suddenly start talking about Wolverine's cock? Well, it might happen if you listen here, so here's your friendly content warning that, um, we're gonna probably talk about Wolverine's cock, and we'll definitely swear a bunch. Hi everybody, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. We're your aeronauts and we're back with more word balloons. We've been flying high on our own hot air, but have stopped our journey to Wonder World to answer your nerdy questions. So with that in mind, Zach, what's our question this week? Is Miss Marvel a mutant? I don't know if she currently is, but if she is, oof, what a bad time to be a mutant. The answer is, yep, oof. So, okay. <laughs> For a quick note on this one, when we're referring to Miss Marvel, we are referring to Kamala Khan. So the current Miss Marvel, not Carol Danvers. Uh, yeah, Ms. Captain Marvel. Marvel. Captain I mean, Miss Marvel's the worst name she had out of the four names that Carol's had. But I actually like it with Kamala. Like it kind of works. Anyways, the answer is simple: yes. And we're gonna run a quick gamut of why she was not and why she is now, and <laughs> then we'll do a quick thing on why that fucking sucks for her. Miss Marvel first appeared, oh god, like ten years ago now. She's been around for a minute. Wow, uh, has it been that long? Yeah, I feel like she's she's. I know that's like new and grand scheme of things, but also like that seems like a moment. I don't but have it time in front of me, but I want to say it's like 2012. No, it's not. I definitely remember reading her first couple issues in like her first run. That initial run by G Willow Wilson is one of the best solid like ongoing runs of the 21st century. It's fucking fantastic solidly written gorgeous i really love the art on it i really Uh, love the style and it came from a couple of different places of i mean mostly carol was becoming captain marvel which is a title she should have taken after the original captain marvel died but they kept giving it to anyone but carol and i even like some of them but like she was the obvious choice she was miss marvel and she's a freaking air force colonel like Mm -hmm. if nothing else she should have been colonel marvel it's not a great name, but here we are. No, not a great name. Not a great name. Is it higher than Captain? Yes. Yeah. It goes like yeah. Captain Major Colonel General or something. I am basing this entirely off Stargate, so we should not be super listening <laughs> to me. Um, I mean, it sounds sounds legit. It sounds better than my guess. I don't know anything about it. Anyways. Uh, editor and so is Steven here, by the way. <laughs> right? Again. I'm just, I don't even <laughs> notice anymore. He's just here. I just slipped in. <laughs> through the vents um anyways so they didn't want to you know waste the miss marvel title probably because they wanted to keep the copyright and so they introduced a new character and because it was the arrow was in they decided to make it a uh, muslim make her apologies a muslim american young woman and kind of tie into some of the peter parker every 10 years or so marvel wants a new peter parker character of the like young teen just trying to make it good who's actually a really good hero really street level community based like I am helping out my neighborhood exactly because this is where I'm learning to do my fucking superheroing G. Willow Wilson originally wanted to make her a mutant but this is during the very strange time where the guy who ran Marvel Comics who owns him I can't fucking think of his name um oh he's the dickhead who was, who was friends was with Trump. Perlmutter 
Yeah, it's still like Perlmutter. Oh, is it still? Oh, because he's, oh, he's been kind of separated off from he's some He's been stuff. kind of forced out of a lot of stuff, but he still makes mad bucks. Ike Perlmutter was really angry that they couldn't get the rights to X-Men back. And Fantastic Four. Oh, yeah, so he basically just, like, stopped. He canceled Fantastic Four, being like, no one cares about it. And in fairness, that hasn't been a major franchise for Marvel in years. But it, but was it had like been the a longest-running franchise. It had been them. running since 1961. There had always been a Fantastic Four comic. Also, it was still in the, like, top 25% every month. It sold well, it just didn't sell dynamite. It had been running for so long, it was an established staple. Yeah, it, it felt profoundly wrong to have a Marvel without a Fantastic Four. Now, he couldn't cancel X-Men because that was about a quarter of their publishing titles at the time. Oh, there's so yeah. many fucking X-Men titles. So he just purposely shat on it. Like, shunted them off, no one cared about them, every story was about how mutants were about to die off forever, and no one cared about them anymore, and no more mutants, and... Oh, the blah, blah, blah. I mean, literally every few years, here was a new thing that was killing off all mutants. Terrigen Mist, turns out it's deadly to mutants. Uh, yeah, which mm, doesn't work no more. But I also, forgot about that. And I mean, that was their later one, but I mean, there was the Decimation, where Wanda did no more mm-hmm. mutants, which isn't perfectly aligned with this, but I mean, that was just the theme, like, fuck all mutants. I will say, this is kind of funny, just this week I ran into a conversation online where somebody was asking, you know, what are... In your guys' opinion, what are the top five Marvel missteps? And my favorite answer was somebody's like, yo, I don't know what number six is, but one through five is like Perlmutter. Yeah, basically. (laughs) But I mean, okay, so in the late 90s, we had Wolverine, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, Generation X, X X-Factor, X-Force, sometimes Excalibur, yada, yada, yada. By 2010-ish, we had Astonishing X-Men, X-Men, Uncanny X-Men, and Wolverine. It was done to, like, mm-hmm. three books, which is insane. Wow. For the X-Men. With, yeah. That's wild. Maybe a fourth that, like, rotated of which book was going to get canceled really quickly. And he decided, well, if we don't have the X-Men, we're going to make our own X-Men. Even though they had the fucking X-Men. They just couldn't corporate synergize the way they wanted to with movies. So they were going to make the Inhumans be the next big thing. Which, like, no, you're not. <laughs> yeah. And everyone knew this. <laughs> the humans are a completely different property. You've already started and probably tried to do the exact same thing you tried and to do. There have been I swear, guys, Blackagar Boltagon's going to work. And there have been some good Inhumans comics. There really have. And there were from that era. But, like, we're going to make them the mutants. Real talk. Lockjaw. Lockjaw's a good, a good, good boy. boy. And the absolute highlight of the entire Inhuman franchise. You're not wrong. But, I mean, like, again, uh, you know, there was a a series by Paul Jenkins and Jay Lee in the 90s that's fucking fantastic, but it's weird and kind of creepy, and it takes place on the moon. Mm -hmm. But they decided they're gonna have the Terrigen Mists go across the globe and uh, make a bunch of Inhumans that you never knew were actually Inhumans because the recessive gene or blah 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 while killing mutants. Well, that, that came up a little later. Yeah. But, and so Miss Marvel was introduced as an inhuman, and they tried so fucking hard. They also tried to do the same shit on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. of just like, yeah, oh, terrorism. synergy. They like, were, that was a whole inhumans. thing coming out. <laughs> and then the Inhumans TV show, that, where they cut Medusa's hair the second episode. They, that <laughs> wig cost like a million dollars, too. Which still blows my mind, because I have seen that wig. It's not good. And... 
they introduced several interesting characters and I mean they did there was okay stuff but it was so clear like we're gonna make the Inhumans the new mutants but also we're gonna tell Game of Thrones stories of different families like competing against each other I mean like None of this has anything to do with the Inhumans. Nor any of this is X-Men. It's so, yeah. But, you know, we also got some, like, pretty Joe Maguire comics. And we blah, got Miss Marvel out of like, it. Yeah, we got Miss Marvel. Um, and it just kind of, she was the only part that lasted. Well, to the point the that they part. literally killed off all of the other Inhumans at one point. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> like, ooh, screwed, uh, screwed up here. Which was supposed to be a pretty good series, but I haven't read it. Because death of, let's kill off this property for a while because this didn't fucking work, tend to be bummer comics that I'm not hugely into. Um, Getting into why it sucks now for her? But then, <laughs> when they were, you know, finally got the X-Men rights and were starting to slowly introduce them into the MCU stuff, the first official drop that they had was implying at the end of Miss Marvel that she might be a mutant. It's the first time it ever comes up. Oh, she might be immune. And mm -hmm. that's where this question came from. How? Um, they didn't use humans. And then she had a Bengal, which was pretty much Quasar's quantum bands, but mm -hmm. we're not going into that right now. That uh, implied that she might be part Jin. Cool. And then it turns out that no, maybe not. There is a strange mutation. No, there, there's something weird with your DNA. It might even be a mutation. Like, that's basically how they present it. And everyone went, oh! Well, so we're not saying. In fairness, but we're so did I. Close. And since then, they just keep hinting more and more. They flat out call uh, Namora mutant. Cool. In uh, Wakanda Forever. And I haven't watched it yet, but I did see a screenshot of there's an Easter egg in the background of one of the episodes of Secret Invasion where it's like scientists working on decoding the hero gene. Okay, yeah. Uh, I haven't watched Secret Invasion yet, so... Yeah. Um, I haven't either. And then about a few months ago, they decided that they're going to kill Miss Marvel as a big thing as the, I think it's Aww. the 10-year anniversary. Hold on, she's already back. <laughs> this is the most shameless corporate bullshit that I've seen from Marvel in a fucking long time. It was about 10 years since the death of Captain America, maybe 15 and so they were like, we're going to do a remembrance thing. We'll kill Miss Marvel. And she dies, not in a Miss Marvel book. She dies in a fucking Spider-Man book. Oof. Ooh. Saving Mary Jane. It's not good. And, like, Spider-Man's completely destroyed by this. And it's definitely treated as Spider-Man and Miss Marvel were way closer than they were. Like, I mean, like... I mean, right. he liked her. Yeah. He's like, you're going to be good. I'm sure but they're like, homies, but... <laughs> like, I don't know if they had, like, a, a relationship of, like, a protege student. Her and Miles are, like, best fucking friends, but it's not in Miles' book. It's in Peter's. Yeah, which, like, I know she loved Spider-Man, and, like, she was a huge fan of the Avengers and, like, superheroes, and definitely was a fan of Spider-Man's, so, like would be the type of superheroes like, fuck yeah, I want to hang out with Spider-Man. Fuck yeah, I'll try and save his wife. Fuck yeah. But, like, the reversal of, like, Peter Parker being, like, real tore up about it is, like, other than, like... I think it's because other than he it's died her. saving Mary... J she died saving Mary Jane. That's the only rationale. The whole... The whole run has been fucking awful, which is too bad because uh, Zeb Wells is a very good writer. But... Then they have this big thing, Fallen Friend, Death of Captain Marvel, which is a literal same title as Fallen Friend, Death of Captain America, mm -hmm. which is a very good run. 
and oh my god, Miss Marvel's dead, and everyone's talking, and she just had a, a TV show, and she's got a movie coming up. This is big news. Marvel killed off the... And everyone's like, yeah, but she's fucking... Is her name Uncle Ben? No, that's what I thought. She's on the cover of an upcoming issue already. You've released the art. <laughs> like, and there's Ow. an ongoing thing of... She was a, a, a member of a team called the Champions, which was like all the teen heroes. So like uh, Nova, Miles Morales, her. And at the time, a teen Cyclops from the past who had been brought forward to the present day. Oh, yeah. I remember that art. And those two were homies. And so people were like, Cyclops, what the fuck? And he's like, I'm working on it. And they bring her back on Krakoa. She's alive. And guess what? Turns out she's a mutant now. And that's why they brought her back on Krakoa. Even though there was a big storyline about a year ago where they're going to start bringing non-mutants back on Krakoa. Like, it, they just, the fucking, like, hoops that they dived through to try and explain why she's a mutant now. Especially because she's like, I'm both an inhuman and a mutant. You're like, literally, you should be dead. <laughs> that doesn't work. They've done this twice before. Once, it was implied that the Beyonder was an inhuman mutant, which gave him reality warping powers and a complete loss of control. And that was forever ignored. And then the other time is, literally, you will die if you touch the Terrigen Mists and you have the mutant gene. So, it... The whole thing is kind of weird and kind of gross, but we're getting a miniseries where Except she's... Except if your mutant gene is one that lets you survive Terrigen Mists. <laughs> but That's how I'm a mutant. The, the bright side is we are getting a uh, new Miss Marvel mini written oh. or co-written by the actress who plays Miss Marvel on the TV show, which I thought is kind of fun. Right. Right. I really need to watch that show. I've heard great things. It's, it's not the best thing Marvel's ever put out. It is very charming and fun. And that's what I've heard, which is usually what sells me on things. Also, it just sucks to be a mutant right now. Yeah. They just released a series called, or a uh, era of X-Men comics called The Fall of X. And it goes about as well as... So, those reset comics were always a bummer. Zach already said that. So, bummer is happening. Yeah, currently bummer. Cyclops is kidnapped and they've sewn his eyes shut. Something like thousands of mutants are dead. Iceman was melted. Which doesn't do shit. It's no, Iceman, no. but... Yeah, he'll freeze again. Nightcrawler, for reasons unknown, is put on a Spider-Man variation mask, but still has the, like, three-fingered hands and the... Oh, I saw And he's recently. going around as the astonishing Spider-Man. I do kind of love it. I fucking am into it. A lot of people I'm online are that. pissed. And I'm like, I want to read this. Like, yes, please. Uh, Kurt would make a very good Spider-Person. a very great Spider-Person. So, yeah, I'm, I'm into it. Well, in order to keep our journey going, we're going to have to drop some ballast. Luckily, Zach is stuffed to the brim with the sort of genre facts. He is so, so fucking stuffed, people. You, it's like, like an overstuffed fucking sausage just coming out of both ends. And we're going to have to gather some of those facts up. How do you make this so profoundly uncomfortable every time this season? How is it the stuffed part that feels the most sexual here? <laughs> I don't know. Coming out of both ends is... <laughs> that sounds like a different end of it, but some, the way you said stuffed made me feel uncomfortably it's sexual. stuffed. Oh. Anyway, it's coming out of both ends, and we're going we're gonna to just gather it all over ourselves. Zach? 
I quit the podcast. <laughs> okay. So, today we're covering a character who I really wish was better known because it sounds like she's fucking awesome. Hollywood's glamorous detective star, the Black Cat, the darling of comics since 1941. This is another one where I picked a character whose name is also a popular Marvel Comics character, but is clearly not the same one. Not the same one. Um, I cannot prove this. I would bet money that she's at least a small bit of the inspiration for the Black Canary. Okay. Because her costume is basically a black bathing suit, uh, kind of piratey boots, so it's got the, like, hanging over bit. Yeah, yeah. And gloves and those, the domino mask that goes up into, the like, the pointy bits on the ah, top. Ah, yeah. It's called an opera mask, but I've never seen anyone in an opera wear one, so I don't know why. Also, I, on Black Cat number one, she's riding a motorcycle. If you gave her fishnets and made her blonde, I would have absolutely thought this was Black the Canary. Black Canary. I fully thought that you would wear an opera mask to the opera. I didn't think for... I just, I just put together that it would be an, a mask you wear during an opera, like on stage. <laughs> Not the audience. Not a fucking masquerade. <laughs> uh, like I, my brain masquerade. conflated the, the little um, the binocular things on a stick that you have at operas and stuff to watch the opera. Linda Turner is the daughter of the silent film western actor Tim Turner and a former Hollywood stuntwoman whose name does not seem to exist. Okay. Former Hollywood stuntwoman. Presumably with the last name Turner. No, it was former Hollywood <laughs> stuntwoman. Someone's hyphenated. Linda herself started off as a stuntwoman and transitioned to lead actress. During the filming of a movie, the name of the movie is never given, just a movie. Of a movie, she begins to suspect that the director, a man named Garboyle, G A R B O I L, no first name, just Garboyle. Okay, so I'm going to imagine that this is Citizen Kane 2 now. <laughs> With Garboyle. Citizen Harder. <laughs> um, Live for your Citizen Hard. Anyways, she's Yippee like, I'm pretty really sure bug. my director's a fucking Nazi. So. Oh, wow. It's That's, that, that escalated quickly. It's 1941. Yeah. Okay. Or at least an American Bund member, which is the same fucking thing if we're really getting down to brass tacks here. So. She puts on the very subtle costume of a backless blue blouse, red shorts, blue flared gloves, red buccaneer boots, and a blue opera mask so she can follow him around and get corroborating evidence that this dude is a fucking Nazi using the skills that she learned uh, being raised by a Western film star, which obviously means he's a real cowboy and she grew up on a ranch, as well as her unnamed mother's skills as a stunt woman. And I guess her skills as a stuntwoman. Which, in fairness, compared to the mask of last week, is actually, like, training. Yeah. Especially if you look at old school stunt actors. Because these days, we have, like, safety measures. Not always great ones, but they exist. Me measures. Yeah. Well, back in the day, it used to be, okay, we need someone to be thrown out of a crashing car. So the stuntman would just crash a car. And they would record it. As you do. Yes, you do. And also like, like a, oh, just like a, a regular car. Yeah, it's just a car. OG jackass. Basically, yes. Yeah. While following Garboyle, Black Cat meets a... Re <laughs> <laughs> okay, I need... Sorry. Is it Garboyle? G-A-R-B-O-I-L. All one word. Garboyle. 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 I, I kept hearing gargoyle. Like, as in, like, a thing on top of a building. No, it's like... 
And Gar, I, but a boil. Okay. Gar's boil. Got Garboil. <laughs> Garboil. Well, following Garboil, she runs into uh, the reporter for the Los Angeles Globe, Rick Horn, who is uh, trying to investigate rumors of a Nazi spy ring in L.A. Fucking hating each other, but forced to work together in a classic superhero meet cute. <laughs> they end up uh, infiltrating his uh, Garboil studios. They find out that he is placing secret information in his movies as, like, part of his spy in network, Garboil. So Garboil is finding secrets, hiding those secrets in his movies so the Nazis can watch the movies and be like, there, that's what the whatever is. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's making a movie and hiding secret information that is apparently so secret and sensitive he needs to hide it in a movie for the Nazis. Does, did anybody writing this know how long it takes to make a movie? I assume no. Although, in fairness, movies used to be made real fucking fast compared I, to... <laughs> I imagine, like, a month turnaround, probably. But also, like, maybe just send a fucking letter, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Especially considering that she foils him by sneaking into the editing bay and re-editing the movie so all of the information is useless. So the editor was in on it. It doesn't say. Or he's his own editor. He's probably his own editor. I don't think that the guy who wrote this had been involved in movies now. <laughs> and you have to remember, this came out in 1941. The whole concept of, like, Hollywood is still pretty new compared to where we are now. I mean, it had been around for, what, 20, 30 years. But still, like, it... it, it yeah, anyways. That I don't is, know why I'm trying to defend this. Because it's, like it's bad. Like, into the big Hollywood studio cycle at that point by, right? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah, but I yeah. think... Or like the start of it to start mm -hmm. getting really, really big and popular. Theaters, re or the movies really started taking off in the 30s, so they were within 10 years of like really b getting big at this point. Yeah, so enough that like, it's a thing. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Rick and the cat are attacked by the gang, I believe, in the editing bay. However, they beat them all up and Garboil escapes, while Linda decides to maintain her black cat identity in order to keep watch over his activities. This ends up with a not... Like a gargoyle? A gargoyle of the garboyle. I'm sorry, I just love this name. She mostly fights Nazis and gangsters because, you know, it's the 40s. Although she does take on the occasional rare female mad scientist, which is fucking unheard of in hmm. stuff of the day. Women can't do science. Women aren't like allowed in STEM. That as a joke. She also fights th uh, the criminal brothers known as the Three Black Cats and a vampire. The Three Black Cats versus... The Black, black Cat. Cat. And Rick. Almost forgot about Rick. <laughs> and Rick. Uh, in the 40s, her costume is modified slightly, becoming a one-piece blue bathing suit with buccaneer boots, flared gloves, an opera mask, and it's all in blue with a red belt. And she so keeps the, that forever. The Black Canary. Without the fishnets, yes. Why not? Or the sweet leather jacket. Pants. It was a really common thing back in the day of not pants. I mean, this is true of, like, both genders, a lot of superhero characters didn't have pants. Oh, I forgot that basically at this era, like a lot of designs were after uh, like carnival wear. Circus yeah. strongman. Circus strongman. Specifically, I mean that's why the underwear like, on the outside is a thing. Leotards. Mm -hmm. That uh, sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, the thing I keep thinking about. A lot of skies out, thighs out. Of this character, like I understand they wouldn't be able to skin. use the name. I don't get why this character doesn't get a friggin' awesome period piece comic book or TV series or movie or something like 
Stunt woman fights Nazis and flirts with a reporter? Trent Krim. Trent Krim, yeah. I Only guess to find every, out that he's gay at the end. I guess every reporter this season or person with the name Trent somehow involved is all Trent Krim in our head now. But, um, like, I don't know. I mean, I've watched The Phantom, The Shadow, all of those. Like, there's great, fun, goofy, pulpy stuff. This would make a great fucking weird pulp story. Especially if you play around with like that forties, um, uh, like Hollywood stuff. That's what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like really, like dive into. I don't think you could translate her to the modern day very well. But if you do, you know, like the shadow and keep her in Not the proper pants. era, you got to put some pants on it if you're gonna bring her into the modern day. I mean, you could still do. You could still get some legs out of. Oh, didn't mean to do that. Uh, <laughs> a a stunt woman superhero, but. The early days of cinema would just is such a good era for it. And you can do, like, Monster of the Week, basically, but, like, Nazi Plot of the Week. The only other era I would want to see that in is if you would, uh, if you had to try and modernize it a little bit, I'd say maybe, like, the 70s era, because, like, a 70s era stunt woman would mm, be pretty fucking sick. Yeah, the only in problem is they would somehow end up fighting commies still at that point. Exactly. Like, you could mm-hmm. just do that. Yeah, I don't. Whatever your opinions of communism aside in the real world, which we're not diving into here, I know mm-hmm. you and I are both fonder of it than uh, oh, yeah. a lot of stuff. Commies make shitty Nazi villains. Oh, yeah. Like, I give you Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which was a movie with problems on a lot of levels, but Harrison, uh, Indiana Jones fights commies is not nearly as effective as punches Nazis. No, because also, yeah. like, it really doesn't make sense. Like, I, I never get the concept of, like, Kami's going that fucking hard. <laughs> In fairness, the Soviet Union was not great, but... At which point I feel like it's more fascism and In, less... Communism. Okay, I think we are which far beyond what this podcast is ready, ready for. Well, that's it for today, folks. <laughs> We're taking off, but before we go, we'd like to remind you to hit subscribe and check out all of our sister shows at earverm.com. That is E-A-R-V-V-Y-R-M.com. Other ways to get in touch with and follow us will be in the show notes. As always, we want to give a special thanks to our editor Stephen Gady and to Ian Ford for our theme song tracks. Until next time, I'm Tyler. And I'm Zach. Up, up, and away. 